Hello everyone, you are very welcome back to another episode of The Good News Scoop with me, Rebecca Donahue. I hope you all had a lovely week. It absolutely flew past, didn't it? It's been so busy. Um, Just with everything opening back up again, I feel like I am properly busy again. But you know, I can't complain. I wouldn't have it any other way. Just on everything opening up again, as I'm sure you heard there during the week, an update on restrictions means that theatres have been able to reopen at full capacity again. Now, I don't think I've mentioned this before, but I absolutely love the theatre. It is one of my biggest passions, both watching shows and performing in them. So when this news broke, to say the least, I was delighted I have seen one show recently where social distancing in the theatre was in place and that was Dracula over in the Lyric which was amazing, absolutely amazing of course but there just really is nothing like the buzz of a packed out audience is there? So to talk a bit more about it I am joined by recent Queen's graduate Lucy Walton from Belfast Grand Opera House. Hi Lucy, thank you so much for joining me on the show today. No problem, thank Um, you for having me. Oh, no problem at all. Um, so there's been a major announcement there during the week in regard to theatres. Maybe you can talk us through what has happened. Yeah, so um, obviously theatres were allowed to reopen again in about, it was around August time, um, but social distancing was still implemented inside the auditorium. So it meant that between groups, you had to leave seats either side and then every other row was left empty. Um, I work in the Grand Opera House in Belfast um, and we could not operate under social distancing regulations um, because we just didn't, or uh, we wouldn't have made enough money because all our shows are big West End tours um, and we don't produce anything ourselves. So what happened this week or last week was that the uh, social distancing regulations got lifted. So we will have a full capacity auditorium inside and that is very, very exciting. That is very, very exciting. Um, I, just as you were saying there, when you weren't able to run any shows, was there any other events being run in within the theatre or were you having any source of income at all over this past, I suppose, year and a half? Yeah, so... We were kind of lucky in the Grand Opera House that um, we had just finished uh, a renovation and a restoration of the auditorium and the other side of the building. So heritage tours took place all over the summer. Those were very, very popular um, and maybe coming back in the future. So that was kind of our source of income when the theatre was dark, is what we call it. So uh, that was what we were running. Uh, just as you were saying there, there's been major renovations. I think something was a £12.2 million pounds, um, yeah. worth of renovations done to the Opera House. What sort of changes have been made or is it just sort of um, refurbishment of what was already done? Is there going to be, so is we're all going to see the same Opera House grandeur that we're all used to? Yeah, so you're correct. £12.2 million pound project funded by the National Lottery Heritage Fund. Um, so the inside of the old building, I kind of called it, or the or the main auditorium, um, has been completely restored. So all of the um, architectural features, the paintings on the ceilings um, and above the uh, proscenium arch of the theatre. Uh, there's new curtains around like the likes of boxes, new wallpaper, new carpets. We have new seats. 
uh, slightly new layout so we have more accessibility seats as well um, and that's kind of all been done up but the actual look of it it looks very similar uh, obviously the Grand Opera House is a listed building so there's very little that we can do in, in regards like it's not going to be bright pink <laughs> it's still that kind of uh burgundy and the and the rich gold um it just looks it's got a bit of a facelift and then um in regards to the other side so there was an extension built in 2006 it has been completely kind of gutted out we have a new um spiral staircase that runs the whole way up we have new bar areas um and more areas for sitting down and those are all kind of like an art deco-y style um the glass extension out the front of the grand opera house has also been converted back into a bar and it's gorgeous um and we also have a studio theater on the new side which has been uh, updated as well so it's a uh, big big change uh, to what you would have been used to before but as you said it still has that grandeur if not that the new side actually reflects the older side much better um so it's very exciting and everyone that's been in it has raved about how beautiful it is so money well spent that sounds amazing <laughs> i can't wait to get back inside of it um as you said the auditorium inside isn't massively different from what it would have looked like before but i'm sure um as an audience member going in the experience will be slightly different so if I am going to say to see a show over, I uh, suppose we don't know when the um, restrictions or changes are going to be um, lifted again, but over the next while and I'm going in to see a show, what, what might be different than what have been before? Yeah, so obviously uh, the elephant in the room is COVID. Uh, yes, COVID that, that old chestnut. Still, <laughs> are still in place. Um, and we at the Grand Opera House find that the health and safety of our theatre growers are very, very important. And that's something that I, I really like as, as someone who works there that we, we really promote. So when you're coming to the uh, auditorium, uh, COVID kind of checks will be done before you go in. So that's like COVID passports um, or negative lateral flow tests in the past 24 hours or proof of antibodies. And then all the kind of specifics of that are on our website. And then once you're in the building, uh, masks are required in the auditorium and moving around the building unless you are eating or drinking, obviously. Um, but I have full faith that everyone um, that will be coming back to the theatre will just be so excited um, that this is a very small kind of uh, cost to pay um, for the for the big show coming back. So, But as I said, it's all on our uh, Grand Opera House website. And if you are a ticket holder, uh, you will have been contacted by box office with all those updated uh, COVID restrictions. Um, and hand sanitizer and things like that are all available in the in the theater so you should feel nice and safe <laughs> amazing I, I can't I can't wait to get back on a slightly different note um lucy just for yourself you are a performer you don't just work in um the opera house um and you graduated not that long ago from queens with a degree in drama is that correct yeah. so what was that like i suppose graduating uh, as uh, in any sort of um arts um world um how, how do you graduate into a world of covid yeah um well covid started uh at the end of my second year so i did a ba uh in drama at queens um and 
like the rest of the world it was absolutely mental not something that we were prepared for uh, but I think particularly in an arts environment uh, communication between people um, and the bringing people together to create art was so important and that just couldn't happen anymore um, but we persevered um, I was heavily involved with uh, the Players Society last year um, we uh, produced um, an amount of Zoom plays and I directed a Zoom play. We did radio dramas and um, virtual kind of um, social events and just really tried to be creative with what we could at the time and being as safe as we possibly could at the time. Uh, recording of live theatre was also something that uh, has become hugely popular during COVID and something that, that we tackled as well. And then obviously graduating um into co covid drama world is still um a world of uncertainty you know we're opening and closing theaters all the time productions are starting and stopping all the time but i think that the fact that we are still as passionate as we are about the art uh, and still striving to produce the best type of art just shows how resilient the industry is and that's what's kept me going as a, as a fresh graduate I just think you know if we can get through COVID and produce plays and, and pieces of art we can get through anything now um, so it's it's a weird time but um, it has also been a great time for showing how how passionate people are about it so yeah. Yeah, it's it's suppose that's a very po positive way of looking on it. Well, I suppose that's a thing that we can look at for everything now. If we can get through COVID, um, I, I'm sure we can figure out for most of all things what we can do. Um, just as well as performer, are you currently working on any um pieces yourself, or are you involved in any shows? And how is that any different um than it might have been before? So I am not at the minute. Um, the last kind of show that I did, I worked as a stage manager uh, on a on a recorded piece of theatre for players. Um, and I think it's as different uh, as with everything. You know, you can't ignore COVID. Um, we're having to put safety measures in place. The way that you direct pieces of theatre now has to be conscious of social distancing and keeping your actors safe. Um, using and the incorporation of technology has also become a massive part of theatre, um, which is something I think is actually really exciting. So being able to do Zoom rehearsals, to log in and speak to your director from anywhere um, and incorporate audiences from all over the world is really, really, really exciting. Um, and also being able to record that kind of live experience and how you portray that to an audience, again, opens up kind of a wealth of opportunity for uh, theatre people and theatre goers. Um, accessibility is something that I mentioned earlier um, and obviously you know even pre-COVID um, going to the theatre was sometimes an experience for someone that wasn't wasn't all that great or not as accessible um, as it was for others but logging in online uh, makes that a much better experience so I'm sure in the next thing I'll be working on there'll be a completely different set of challenges <laughs> um but uh yeah all all learning experiences which is good yeah just just as you were saying there um in terms of accessibility in theatres 
it, the recording of shows is something that I suppose was nearly looked down upon over the years that if you weren't in the theatre it's it's not the real thing um but I think we all we all were sort of blown away by the the release of the Hamilton um professional recording there at the start of the start of the pandemic that's how long ago that was that yeah. was um <laughs> over a year ago nearly now um but yeah, no, completely, as you said, it, it even making it accessible to people who would not have been otherwise able to go um, to see a shows, like, shows like that. So, for example, Hamilton, um, it was on in the West End and it was on in America. Um, we weren't going to go to be able to go and say that unless we traveled and uh, as well. That's not always an option for everyone. So I think the recording of shows um, and new ways of shows being accessible is can only be a good thing, um, both as a learning tool and um, as an entertainment form as well. Yeah, I, th- I think kind of what's looked down upon or what a lot of people thought was missing um, from recording of live theatre was that sense of community as, as an audience member. You know, you're experiencing this for the first time with a group of people um but I think and um, ha- the Hamilton um recording is a, is a fantastic example of connecting a world of people together online you know everyone was talking about it everyone could see it um and experiencing it from the comfort of their own homes so I definitely think it's something that as you said before would have been looked down upon but now it is something that you know I don't think theatres can ignore anymore it's something that kind of has to happen um in order to move forward but yeah yeah no it's it's exciting anyway hopefully um make shows a lot more um, you can see more shows than we would have maybe had the opportunity to do before. Um, just on that, there are like, upcoming shows in the Opera House. I've seen the um, list and it's absolutely amazing. It's very, very exciting. So maybe you can talk us through what um, what shows maybe you're looking forward to or what's coming up next that you should be most excited about. Oh, I am looking forward to nearly every single one of them. <laughs> um, lots of West End musicals. That's kind of a big thing. So I'm really excited. Just when you mentioned about kind of releasing of uh, recorded things, but um, everybody's talking about Jamie is coming next March, which will be really exciting. Heather's is coming uh, next week. So that's really, really exciting. I absolutely love that. We have the return of the pantomime, which is a Christmas staple for a lot of people. I absolutely love the pantomime and we all missed it last year. Um, so I can't wait to have everybody back for that. Um, and we also have kind of a mixture of concerts and dance shows with um, the Belfast International Arts Festival as well. So something for everyone uh, at the Opera House. We do have a real wide array of shows. So that's yeah, amazing. I'm actually um heading to the Opera House. Well, it'll be mon this is Monday when this is gonna be released. So on Thursday, um I'll be heading off to the Opera House and I honestly I haven't seen a live musical in I can't even remember. It was pro- I can't yeah. remember at all when the last one, maybe two or three years ago at this stage. Like um, so it's so so exciting just for myself. Um, so that is something that we can all look forward to. So if you are looking for um tickets to see a show is there still some available for the shows that are coming up soon yeah so um we open on wednesday the 6th of october with six the musical so um it's about kind of a 
musical about Henry VIII's six wives. As you said, I'm so excited. I'll probably cry when, that, <laughs> when the curtain comes down. It'll be great. Uh, there's still some availability for that. And you can see um, the availability for tickets on our website. I think that's geoh.uk. I think. Don't quote me on that. But it's <laughs> something similar Google to that. Grand Opera House. <laughs> if you Google Grand Opera House, it will come up. And you can also uh, contact uh, box office by phone. And they're open from 10 to 5, Monday to Saturday. So, yeah. So hopefully um, everyone can get back into the theatre book as soon as possible. Thank you so much for joining me on the show, Lucy. No problem. Thank you. So there you have it. Lots to look forward to in the arts over the coming weeks and months. So keep your eyes peeled. As Lucy was saying, there is something on for everyone. And remember, there are so many local theatres up and down the country who put on amazing productions all the time. So make sure you check out what is going on locally as well. Um... Well, that's all there is for today's show. Thanks again to Lucy for joining me and thanks yourself for listening. If there's anything you think is exciting that's happening or you know someone who's doing something amazing, please let me know. I'd love to hear all about it. You can always drop me a message on social media. DMs are always open. But anyway, all that remains to be said, thanks again for tuning in. My name is Rebecca Dom Donahue and you have been listening to The Good News Scoop. See you again next week.